Okay, like, you think international cinema, you think French noir, because that's what, like, film school shows you, right? Like, no TV yeah. shade. But <laughs> it was here refreshing. Here at Netflix Roulette, you're getting an education. Hey everyone, welcome back to Netflix Roulette, the show where me, your host Kate Hughesby, and a guest every single week will come back here and randomly select and watch a random piece of Netflix content. Now, today I'm joined by one of my good friends and an artist I admire very much. Today, I'm joined by Claire Hernandez from USC, who just graduated, and she's here to, you know, share some knowledge with us, some enlightenment. She's got angel wings on her Zoom background. She's here to, you know, just kind of guide us in the right direction. Well, hello. Um, I'm Claire. Uh, I could go by Claire K, Claire Hernandez. Both is the same. Both are my name. Um, I, yeah, I just graduated USC. Um, fight on. Fight on, FTFO. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to curse on this show. So I'm just going to say FTFO. <laughs> Hell yeah, you can freaking curse. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, yeah. Um, yeah, what do you want to know? Okay, so so what what was your major? My major, I was narrative studies with an entertainment industry minor. Ooh, so you know Ooh. like all the ins and outs of the entertainment industry. Um, what what about your major narrative studies? Um, do you think will apply to your review of any movie or TV show? Mm, well. Wow, putting me on the spot right here. Um, well, I think, you know, the whole thing with narrative studies is, like, looking at world literature and, like, the experimentation with narrative. And that's kind of, like, what we, or what I studied, what I focused on at USC. So, I guess as it applies to movies, um, it just helps me look at it differently look at the narrative style that they chose differently um yeah so I think it'll I don't know we'll see how I look at it yeah when I think of narrative I think of like uh propaganda or like history and like how narratives are it's like a narrative is like a story but it's like it can also be manipulated or like and as any story can, I guess. Um, mm. But I think we first met in a class about screenwriting, right? Or comedy, comedy screenwriting. Wait, which some? It was a summer class, right? Foundations of comedy. Or... No, no, no. We well, I, n- had, I never did. We had one ninety together. We had one ninety together. Oh, all the way back in those days your freshman year yeah yeah my sophomore year (laughs) wow well look how far we've come um you graduating (laughs) over zoom how was that for you graduating over zoom wow i mean there's something to say about like turning in your thesis in your childhood bedroom 
Mm. Um, it's pretty weird. It was like closing a, a chapter, a huge chapter, a huge milestone. Cause you know, I've been going to SC since the summers of, of like my high school. So it was like truly the mark of the end of an era and to like close it exactly where I started it in my house, my childhood house. Crazy. Like That's a narrative study right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like the significance I think behind it and and like you know really emphasizing like that family unit and like that family bond that I think um was true when I first got into my first little USC summer program the same way it's true like when I graduated May 15th like and it was just my brother and my sister and my parents like Mm, back to the basics yeah back to the basics for sure I'm worried that I'm gonna have to graduate over zoom but you know that's the worst that I have to handle in this pandemic that's fine with me yeah so what I mean well I think sorry go ahead well I was gonna say I think like you know hopefully you guys the class 2021 can graduate in person um, by the time this time next year you know um but I think what sucks for you guys is like you guys don't get any of the aspects of aspects of a senior year like at least for us like we had football we had football like (laughs) (laughs) drinking party like we have been doing plenty of that (laughs) right so what is college life like after well I guess life in general like after you graduate do you have what what's that like I mean I'll just leave it there leave it pretty general okay um well it doesn't feel real because the circumstances are not um real but at the same time there's still an aspect of like I don't go to school anymore I don't have to worry about papers or assignments or readings and that's weird (laughs) yeah because that used to be a constant a consistent stressor in my life of like of like oh I have to read this book I have to turn in this paper I have to study for this test like a job almost yeah like a job and now like you used to be able to blame so much stress on that on the aspect of school and now this taken out of the equation it's kind of like oh shit uh okay I'm running out of excuses here maybe I'm just stressed like (laughs) yeah I totally I just have anxiety I blame school for half of my issues so I'm gonna hold on to that for as long as I can um milk it so more switching gears more towards your creative side and you as a producer writer director voiceover artist like Tell us about sort of your journey as an artist, like where you started out and sort of where you are now, like the projects you're working on. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I I know that's a lot to cover, but any sort of general idea you can give us? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I started out 
I always knew that I wanted to be in entertainment somehow, some aspect. I remember telling my mom when I was very little, like, hey, I want to be on TV. And then she was <laughs> like, okay, well, <laughs> she was like, okay, let's figure it out. So I did acting classes. In high school, I started um, doing stand-up comedy with a comedy kids kind of collective. And we performed at the Hollywood Improv, uh, the Ice House. Uh, I'm, I think those are the two main ones. But yeah, I was doing stand-up comedy and I really, really liked it. And I went to a program and like wrote a play and I just, I knew that I was into writing and being in front of people. We've got a little uh, Shakespeare on our hands, like. Yeah, like I just, the the stage was for me. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I was the same I was way. Just always yeah. Like when you're born with it, you kind of, it's something you can't avoid. Yeah. I think. Like you're constantly called. And like doctors, do like. Like when people grow up to be doctors when they were little, they were like fixing like, you know, legs exactly. and stuff. Like cuts and bruises. Dissecting shit. Like Yeah. It just happens. Science class. Yeah. And so um I knew I wanted to be in film. Uh I knew I wanted to produce. I produced a thesis film my freshman year of college when I was 18. I wasn't even at USC yet. Um, and I produced a graduate thesis film and Jeez. I killed that shit. And I was just like, oh, okay, I think, I think I'm kind of good at this. I yeah. think I kind of know what I'm doing. And then so now, creative-wise, I'm writing. Mm -hmm. I write as much as I can. But I'm sure you know with writing, writing is a chore sometimes. Oh yeah. And it's, sometimes it's not fun, but you for you like you do it because you, <laughs> you have to. And uh, like we're writing a script right now together, and it's just right now it just looks like sending voice notes back and forth, yeah. which is super fun. But it's like also we're definitely like coming up with things, and it's like. I think however what however you can like yeah. get your ideas down uh is in the right a step in the right direction. Um I saw yeah, today like, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like that's kind of the like best part about the writing process is it's a literally a process like you start with nothing, you start with an idea, a conversation and then that turns into like us like few text messages I sent you a video message like last <laughs> week of like this is what I'm thinking and so I yeah writing is just really cool like and you got to just let it sort of take its own path in your mind I guess yeah um I saw today that on Instagram that you are producing a NYU uh thesis film right called Fantasia yes can you tell us a little yeah, bit about so, that project? Yeah. Um, so that's uh, my good friend, Justin. You know, Justin. Um, he is at NYU right now at their film school. Is going to be a senior. And he's from Encino. So he's here because of quarantine. And he hit me up just like, hey, I'm writing this script. I'm shooting it in L.A. I need some help. Like are you available and 
heck yeah, I'm fucking available. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy that you're, you're in, uh, Encino producing an NYU film. Right. Isn't that a little funny? Like that's wild. Yeah. So, uh, we're doing that. We're casting. It's a little hard, you know, because of coronavirus mm-hmm. and all of that. Like, we're working out the logistics of like, okay, how are set days gonna look like? What are the safety precautions that need to be in place? Yeah. Um, I personally like. I won't be physically on set. Like, we're trying to limit the amount of people on the physical set as possible because we just we want to prioritize safety but we also want to make art and i think that's a frustrating thing right now for all artists is so many compromises you might be yeah so many compromises when you in an already compromising world of like as an artist you like you're just itching to get your ideas out and to have this added block of coronavirus is hard but we're we're making it work for sure yeah i'm producing a documentary in the fall um and like usually the producers start working like in the summer um and then the teachers are still not sure like if people are going to be allowed to like even be on set or not so like it's all very up in the air because there's this added layer of like usc having liability and everything but i think that like we just got to use common sense and like look out for each other and it should it should all work out you know yeah but the under yeah, definitely. because this class that I'm going into is a graduate class I'm still going to be able to shoot a little bit but a lot of the undergrads are fully online and it's like it's probably similar to Justin's situation where they just have to like figure something out um but yeah. you guys have an Indiegogo campaign running right now right yes we do um, you can search us up on Indiegogo, uh, Fantasia. Uh, yeah, check us out. We have 25 days for our campaign. Our goal is $5,000. Any little bit helps. Even if you can't monetarily donate, a quick share on your Instagram or Facebook or Twitter would be so appreciated. Yeah, guys, if you have the opportunity to, please click that link in the bio and um, help support artists who are coming up right now during a time where it's almost impossible to. Um, the The littlest bit you can give or support you can give will go a long way right now. So uh, anything you can do to help out the project or any other projects um, in your community, definitely do that. Um, we are going to start the game, which means that I am going to share my screen with Claire and we're going to find a random Netflix genre. So for those of you who don't know how the game works, uh, this is Netflix roulette. Genres are split up into random four or five digit numbers and the guest, Claire, will now give me random numbers that will hopefully correlate to a genre. And if they don't, we just keep going until we find one. Um, so first I'm gonna ask you, do you have numbers? And if so, do they mean anything to you? 
Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and pick uh two 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 two. Two 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 two. What is <laughs> do you care to explain or is it personal? Yeah. Um these are like spirit numbers and uh I've been doing a lot of reading on it because I've actually been seeing two 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 everywhere every yeah. day. Um, and it just kind of symbolizes um, new beginnings, I think, and that the like universe and like my spirit guides are like near me. They're around. They're by my side. Like your vibrations are high. Yes. yes. Okay, people. So here we go. Two, 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 two. Let's see if it gives us a genre. Inspirational music. What? <laughs> There's nothing here. Uh, oh man, that's sad. But it's also weird. Like, what music would there be on Netflix? Uh, <laughs> right. Okay, yeah, we have to weird. try again. Unfortunately. All right. All right. Um, the next ones I'll do. Uh, four, 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 four. Four, 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 four. Four fours for quirky movies. Hey. That sounds fun. I'm into it. It does sound fun. So now we gonna now we're gonna see how many rows there are, and then uh Siri will randomly select a row for us. And wow, this okay. is this genre has so many rows. It has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty rows. Whoa, twenty-one keeps going. Twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-three rows. That's a that's definitely a record breaker. Um let's wow see what Siri picks for us. Pick a number between one and twenty-three. The answer is 16. Okay, so we're going to go into row 16. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Comedy duos. Nope. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it looks like there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 selections in the comedy duos row none of which i right. recognize at all me um, either <laughs> <laughs> so let's see what we get here um out of seven let's see what siri picks for us pick a number between one and seven i'm scared five. five one two three four five kd uh Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> 2019. Um, looks like it's an Indian Tamil movie, a comedy, offbeat, quirky. Um, and the the plot description says, as his children's plot, as his children plot his death to claim their inheritance, an aging patriarch leaves home, befriending a spunky boy who adds direction to his life. Okay. I'm so, with it. So um, we are going to watch this 
and we will be right back with our review and the katla kadakra aalu karupsaami kanaka summa jammun illa aama nanne adu tata poitaaru pogala poitta உனக்கு வேற என்ன சார் நீங்க கொஞ்சம் யோசிச்சு வரீங்களா நான் போய் ஒரு டீ குடிச்சுருவா பிரியாணி நம்ம காலம் முடிஞ்சிருச்சு பருப்பு நீ எத்தனை நாளைக்கு அவனோட இருந்துட முடியும் நம்ம குட்டி ஐயோ பாத்தியடா impressions? Honestly, I am pleasantly surprised. I felt a lot of emotions throughout the movie and also like it was visually pleasing and yeah, it was really good. I'm like sad? Yeah, it was a, it was But a like, really heartwarming movie. Like uh I think like in the in the beginning I was a little unsure like it what direction it was heading in, but um uh, once the yeah. du- the dynamic duo got started like with their uh their yeah. little journey it was just like it was great and then like the whole bucket list element was really fun um if you had yeah, to summarize was... if you had to summarize like what what was this movie about okay so father of several kids several older kids is like getting old and the kids are like you know what we sh- we just got to kill him we just got to knock him out because we want his inheritance and the night that they're debating whether or not they're going to kill their dad the dad like miraculously wakes himself up from a coma ditches the house cuz he hears all of these rotten ass kids talk debating his death and goes off meets a little boy while in a nearby village and they just kind of go on this adventure story 
and it's really cute and it's like a love story between the two of them and like old versus new and like intergenerational family bonds I think that was like so interesting how I was talking about family at the beginning of this and then this movie turns out to be about family like what I don't know yeah yeah great movie um the the way that it was sort of centered around like the young kid being like super mature and like witty and like kind of knowing how to like do all these adult things and then like the older main character kd uh being sort of like lost and really just being like the child in the situation it was um it was really cute and I think it definitely hit the quirky movie category that it was in on Netflix. Yes. Um, would you agree? Oh, yeah. So quirky. The writing in and of itself was quirky. Like, and the camera shots were quirky. And the style, the music was quirky. Like, everything about the film was, in a sense, unconventional. Mm-hmm. but also very um very similar to things that we've seen before in the past like the storyline is basically the same but just the way the approach to telling it was just different like i'm sure i would have looked at the script and seen a completely different movie had i like been involved right like yeah it was really cool yeah, I think really that, good. like, uh, I guess when I think about things being quirky, it's, like, like something that's, like, fun, a little unconventional, sort of bold and unique and all good. I'd say it's, like, all good adjectives. And I think all of those adjectives that come to mind, like, definitely fit this movie. Um I think that it is sort of unconventional because of the way that it introduces like conflicts. Like there wasn't sort of like a conventional sort of like conflict resolution, conflict resolution. It was sort of like them trying to sort of just sort of like figuring out how to live life to the fullest together. And then I was sort of just because of like Hollywood movies and stuff, I was expecting like the kids uh the guy who they hired to hunt down their dad I was expecting him to like constantly get in their way sort of turn into like a chase movie and it never really did that and I think that worked for it and um I I think it's really cute that this is a duo movie because it's like the old man and like the 10 year old boy um and their duo chemistry is like really it's it just like it works and it it makes you it, it's that feeling of like relating to the the feeling of like having someone that you can just like do anything with or like just have a good time with yeah I would agree like what you said about the storyline with when the kids hired this guy to find the dad like I was afraid that it was going to turn into that kind of movie of like, oh, we're gonna, it's chase and run, chase and run, um, like kind of like cheap action sequences that are poorly choreographed. So I was like, 
holding my breath when that plot point was introduced in the movie and to see it not go that way was so satisfying to watch like anxiety just like eased and I was like okay they're just gonna they're just gonna keep you know fishing and eating what was Burani Burani oh my gosh yeah he was obsessed (laughs) yeah like I appreciated that like give me more of that like just watching this old man eat this delicious food I mean oh yeah what would you say like what was what are your thoughts on the comedy like aspect of it all like the dynamic between the two of them I think it's a lot of like cute comedy where it's like because the little like 10 year old boy is like saying things that you'd expect like a 40 year old like like hardened thug to say almost like it's kind of like lol (laughs) like didn't expect that to come out of your mouth um yeah or like the old man sort of it's like the same thing of like him being a child like it's like you didn't expect him to not know how to read or write it's like and then like those little things where he's like flustered um I thought the comedy was great and I think that the act the two main actors were like honestly Oscar worthy actors like the little boy has like the range yeah whoa that scene where he's like telling him right like oh you're gonna go to school you have to get on the train tomorrow the emotional arc in that scene went from like zero to 100 I mean you said it when we were watching you're like there's a lot to unpack here like he was crying and you're like oh my gosh like he doesn't want to leave um KD wow he really cares for him and then like when he says the line of it nothing's nothing's changed you're abandoning me just like they did oh I mean come on I mean I was ready to just I was ready to end it there you know like that hurt but and it was so what I loved about the movie so much was that it kind of validated kids as individuals Uh, because I feel like you know sometimes in our society we kind of just look at kids as like people that little things that need to be like what's the word I'm looking for that need to be disciplined yeah Yeah, disciplined told what to do like if you actually sit down with kids like they're so smart and they have so many observations and like things that you don't think about kids pick up on Uh, that's what I love so much is that like they gave this kid a voice and they allowed him that space to just kind of freely act and move and like that scene where you know Katie is laying down when he's acting and like during the ritual the ceremony of like the funeral like and then Cootie just starts um dancing like wow that was also really powerful I mean great movie just incredible this little yeah. kid i hope to see him in more stuff me too he's so good yeah i want to look up his name like i need to follow this kid like, <laughs> i wonder if kd's range. got instagram <laughs> right 
Right. What did like, you think about the um, what did you think about the cinematography? Some of it worked for me, some of it didn't. But what I loved about it was that it took risk all the time. Like opening on that long shot, that big oneer, mm-hmm. where like it's like introducing the house and the family, like that was such a busy shot. And I'm sure that took like so many rehearsals. And to think that like someone in pre-production sat there and was like, you know what, the scene's gonna be a oneer. It's gonna be a oneer. Yeah, and they did it. Like that was cool. And also the colors, I should say, like the cinematography, like the colors, the color palette, like so vibrant, so emotional. Mm-hmm. Like it was. They had, it was really good. They had a lot of really cool like drone shots too, um, and like showing, showing off like the Tamil area, um, like just sort of using the the landscape as like their sets and like rather than like building artificial sets and everything um and they like really did show how beautiful like their area was um and i think uh the cinematography also played a big part in like their relationship building because the montages were like always like really cute like two shots of them like working on something together close-ups yeah yeah, I think uh, yeah. the cinematography, like, also great. I think it was on par with, like, the acting and the writing. You know, at first, I felt like we were halfway through it. I was like, wow, this movie is long. Like, we made it through, it's two hours long. Mm-hmm. And we made it through this first hour, and I was like, is it done? Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like we went through a whole storyline, but as we kept watching, obviously we didn't take any breaks. We saw it all the way through as we kept watching. I realized like, oh no, it like, it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. it, the amount of time it took to tell the story, I wasn't mad at, at, in the end, I, I thought like it had great payoff. Yeah. Cause about oh sorry go ahead I was just gonna say because like when I first saw it was an hour 45 or something like that I was like oh god and then like I slowly and slowly started to care less and less about how long it was because the characters are just like so heartwarming like this movie is a it's like a light bright feel good sort of tale even though it ends like I wouldn't even say the ending's necessarily sad I think it's just like unideal like you know it's reality yeah I think it's hopeful though too because he did get away with his papers and stuff and the kid did go to school and I think they're it like open-ended it to like there is a possibility that they will reunite in the future and I think that's cool yeah um it was sad to see how much the family was so quick to be ready to like end it for their dad I would yeah, say what the hell? and I know I know they talked about it in the movie that like it's kind of it stems from like a tradition um a very old tradition and that it's getting more and le- more or less unpopular 
Um, but it was interesting because it made me think about how often we as a society don't like like we love to just t- tone out the 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 old people and i'm talking about like the really old people like yeah. your grandmas your grandpas like we just kind of they get to an age where we just kind of like sit them down at a table at the family function and we're like oh, okay you do <laughs> especially in america there, eat your food especially in america so, yeah like, i i I have a few friends who have parent or grandparents in nursing homes and stuff. And it's like, I, I don't know, different cultures, I guess, but it made me really yeah. think about that. Yeah. That's a really fascinating thing to, to sort of talk about because it's like, um, it's like almost the message of the movie is like creating your own family because he was they were both sort of neglected from any sort of family like him because he was an orphan and uh katie because he was old and it's like together they were able to just sort of understand each other and they didn't really like they both could have taken age into account but um they didn't let that get in like their way of perceiving each other as just people which was so nice yeah yeah no it was and i think like what you said because part of it is like you choose your own family and that i think that's like the beauty of life and like being able to like when you grow older, like, you go to school, go off to college, at least, like, in our, I'm trying to, like, bring it back to, like, our context, a cultural context, I guess, of, like, you know, some of us, like, go to, leave to college, and it's kind of, like, you go away from something at home that maybe you weren't too hot on, whether it's family, whether it's friends, like, you're, you go to college because you're, like, ready to start, anew and I think like college is that first uh time in your life where you can choose everyone that is around you and choose that family and kind of like create that community and it was really cool to see in this story like two misfits essentially Mm -hmm. like the little boy was left what was it he was left on this um temple steps of a temple yeah, yeah, like he was rejected from the beginning, found like his voice and was very um, brave and like outspoken at such a young age because he just like knew that he had to fight for himself. And then you have this little man who's helpless and like, seemingly helpless, like doesn't, doesn't know where he's going, like just got just got up and left from a family that didn't want him anymore there was a line that he said that was pretty um telling like honestly kind of heartbreaking he was like uh i gave them life and they're trying to take mine how ironic like yeah what the fuck oh oh yeah i didn't even i don't even think i caught that 
I gave them life and now they're trying to take mine. Yeah. Shit. That's heavy because. Yeah. I think the script like honestly was one of my favorite parts about this movie. The writing. Yeah. The writing was the dialogue. Like there are little jokes in there. Like they threw in Priyanka. Like I was like, what? (laughs) They uh, brought up Priyanka Jonas. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. It made me think about international cinema. And I loved that we watched a movie that wasn't American made. Mm -hmm. Because it just like opens your eyes to like worldly cinema. And I love that it was like a movie that was recently made. Like I feel like when I think of when I used to think of international films, I think like, oh, some, well, what's shown in school is like older, way back when on film type, yeah. like international film. French noir. Like, <laughs> right. Like you think international cinema, you think French noir because that's what like film school shows you, right? Like no tea, yeah. no shade. But it <laughs> was refreshing. Netflix, here at Netflix Roulette, you're getting an education. Period. Let me tell you. <laughs> but so it was really refreshing to see, like, I, that's really cool that that movie is on Netflix. So, like, and, like, this podcast is really cool because I would have never in a million years watched this movie. Yeah. Ever. And I don't if think I this I don't think I would have ever even known what Tamil cinema is, but the first episode of Netflix Roulette was another movie like this that was a, a Tamil cinema movie, which is like a section of Southeast India. And it's like now I actually know there's an entire other genre and on industry. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's dope. This is so cool. Like so I guess with all of that being said, would you recommend this movie and what would you give it out of 100% on Claire's Tomatoes? <laughs> yes, I would recommend this movie 100%. And the percentage that I would give it on Claire's Tomatoes, mm, I'm going to give it like an 85%. I'm going to give it an 85%. Nice. I would recommend it. I think it's, I think this is honestly kind of a movie you could watch by yourself and enjoy because it's like mm-hmm. definitely a movie that Feel makes good. you think and like sort of examine like relationships. And um, it's also a movie that introduces you to like a new culture. So um, if you're not familiar with Tamil cinema. Uh, <laughs> and out of 100%, <laughs> I would probably give it a little lower than 85. I'd probably give it like a 78, 79. Um, Just because I did really enjoy it. I just think that there were some pacing issues. And I think that, Mm. um, I think that there were some points where I wish there was a little bit more conflict. Um, Not to like, go back on what I said Mm. earlier about the conflict thing but I think that if there was a little bit more conflict it could have maybe just made it a little bit you know a little bit more they made it a bit more urgent urgent yeah yeah for sure um but yeah I I did really enjoy it um let's see what the official reviews have to say about it 
Oh, yes. I'm curious. Who is watching Tamil Cinema on Netflix? So, Google users, 96% like this movie. Um, I can't find any sort of Rotten Tomatoes. 4.9. But the Google users seem to like it a lot. Charming small movie about the relationship between Brave Cuddy and Karupa Durai. Uh, Madhu Mita narrates the heartwarming story of an old man who leaves his house. Yeah. This is a must-watch. Endearing. Yeah, I think we're... I think that's sort of the consensus on this movie. Yeah. It's a banger for the heart. (laughs) A banger for the heart. That's a word. So, Claire, thank you so much for coming on and watching this movie with me. Um... Where can people find you on social media and what are you up to these days? All right. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, this was so fun. I was came out, I came into it with an open mind. I was like, I wonder what we're going to watch. And I'm glad it was something we both enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Four, four, um, four, four. Oh yeah. Cause two, two, two didn't work out. I'm yeah. glad four, four, four worked out. Um, but you can find me on social media on Instagram at Hey Claire K on Twitter as K Claire with four A's in the K. Um, <laughs> and what am I up to these days? I am doing voiceover and I'm doing two podcasts. You can find those episodes up very soon. Uh, one is called 2020 Psych and the other is Cosmic Convos. Ooh, tell us about those podcasts. What do you do on them? Yeah, so the first one is 2020 Psych. That is me and my dad. Uh, we're talking about mental illness, mental health um, in America and globally. Uh, just different topics, uh, mainly for people our age to be able to reference about, okay, I don't know really what bipolar disorder is uh this podcast will kind of break it down for you in a simpler terms and also kind of give you tips on staying mentally sane during coronavirus and also we're going to be talking about the dangers of self-diagnosis so that sounds so good i'd love to come on and talk about anything yeah, no, we're definitely going to be having, like, guest uh, Q&As. We definitely wanted to keep it open, and it's for the people, That's so such a great we're trying idea. to make it by the people. I'm so happy you're doing that. And what about the other one? Oh, so Cosmic Convos is with two of my good friends, Aisha and Yamba. Um, I don't know their Instagram handles off the top of my head, or else I would shout them out, but um that one is basically lifestyle it's just us three girls talking about being three women creatives in 2020 and just kind of navigating our lives in our 20s and how fucking insane it is (laughs) yes well those both sound amazing um i'll put links to all that stuff in the bio in the description 
Um, and thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's Netflix Roulette. I'm your host, Kate.